I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors, brought to you by Trax Power Sports. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. Our host is Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. Welcome in, hour number two, the final one for another week of KSL Outdoors Radio, and it's always a pleasure to have you with us as we uh, continue to record this program Thursday on uh, KSL. I finally found a way. To get Nabonowskis in studio, you just need him butt-weary from riding his uh, bike <laughs> and have it raining outside, and you can get him to actually sit down in a studio for a minute. Yeah, I always say the weather's irrelevant. <laughs> but you know what? People ask me how I'm doing, and I'm saying butt-weary? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I say, butt-weary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk more biking in this hour. Looking forward to Tyler Cloward joining us from Fazari. They... Uh, you know, we were talking just amongst ourselves about how we've sort of made this transition, and now Becky's going to want to make this transition away from mountain biking just because when you get to be our age, there are stiff penalty points for breaking bones and things. Right. I'm going through it with my finger right now because, right. I, you know, I jammed it when we were up at uh, your place in Park City and uh, broke the finger pretty good, had clips and wires and all kinds of crazy things in there for nine weeks and now right. i'm doing the physical therapy which is nasty last time i was on a mountain bike i was with you and i separated my shoulder i remember it yeah yep you disappeared and then came waddling up a little while later yeah on the first day of try not to complain to but days. i know i don't need to be on a mountain bike anymore yeah and uh i didn't know but fazari now makes e-bikes which is something that a lot of people in our generation are moving to so we'll look forward to that we'll go road tripping with the boys last week uh they were Relying on a study, I guess a survey, talking about the most picturesque places in Utah. And we had such fun talking about it with all the varying, um, you know, ideas of what is picturesque. Right. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Right. They, they thought we'd talk about burger joints today and your favorite burger joints in uh, Utah. So that'll be a fun conversation in the next half hour. And we'll wrap it up with uh, the help of... Roger Egan from Bear River Lodge, so uh, stay with us for that. First of all, however, as we always do in the uh, first segment of our second hour, it's time to do a little Division of Wildlife Resources chat. And guess who's back? Faith Jolly from uh, the Division of Wildlife Resources. You know, the one benefit of not having Navi in studio is I didn't have to watch him dance. <laughs> but, but here he is. Faith, how are you this morning? Doing great, and I wish I was there jamming out with you guys. <laughs> we too miss yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Navi hadn't realized how much he missed being in here. It's been uh, more than three years, but right. uh, 
We see each other outside the studio, just haven't done it a lot here in studio. We're going to talk today about, well, let me get this in here first. I got to talk right up to the, hit it. Because I got to have faith. There we go. That comes from years of being a disc jockey on the radio here. Uh, Faith, you thought it would be a good idea to talk about rattlesnakes, and it is that time of the season. You probably were in some warm weather in Moab on your right, road. and rattlers are something you think about yeah. for sure. And you said even as a fisherman, taking for folks out on the river, there's some places you got to be concerned about. Absolutely, and if you, she wants me to talk about that, I will. Um, yeah, rattlers. Look, I'm afraid of nothing. You know that, Tim. Yeah, except snakes to a fault. My my boy, all, every time there's a snake on TV, they go, Dad, you're afraid? I go, yeah, I don't like snakes. People may not know this, Faith, but just like bears come out of their dens, uh, rattlesnakes come out of their dens when the things start to warm up, don't they? They do. And we were like, yeah, it's starting to get warm. This would be a great time to kind of put out this safety reminder. We're going to start seeing rattlesnakes. And then it's snowing today. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's fine. So here but we are. anyway. Yes. Typically, kind of late spring, early summer is kind of that sweet spot for when we'll see rattlesnakes. They're kind of the most active. As they're, like you said, coming out of their dens after a long winter. They're looking for food. They're looking for water. They're looking for mates. So they're the most active. So you'll see them more often kind of in this time frame of year. Um, and, yeah, you can honestly find them all over Utah. People always ask, like, where where will they be? Where can I avoid? Um, really, they're going to be kind of all over the place. But some of the most common places to see them are kind of some of these high elevation, rocky slopes right. that we have, some of our canyons. Um, so as people are out hiking or rock climbing or kind of mountain biking, that's kind of a common place just because those habitats are overlapping between those two activities. So, yeah, just kind of knowing that they're there and kind of knowing what to look for and what to do, I think, is pretty key as people are getting out recreating when it's getting warmer. You know, there's a band um, here in the Wasatch. Um, it's it's a certain level on the mountain that goes all the way around the valley, and, and they're not above it, and they're not below it. It's at a band, and there are two fisheries that are really particularly scary to me. One is Diamond Fork. Um, that's right at that band. I don't think I've ever been there and not seen a rattler, and my waders are not <laughs> snake-proof. <laughs> um, and then the other one is up Weaver Canyon. They're, that same band goes around. It's it's They're all in the same place. And, and if you're familiar with taggers, not to give them a plug or anything, um, but everybody's like, oh, look at these peacocks, these awesome peacocks. They're there for the rattlers, okay? People don't know that that's what peacocks do. They attack snakes. That's why we got them out of India because they have those horrible cobras and things. So um, that's why people say, oh, the peacocks, I love them, but they're there for the rattlers. Interesting. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's, and kind of knowing where to see them, I think, is that first step, right? Like where you might run into right. them. They're on a rock um, warming themselves right now. So watch out. Well, the one benefit we may have is uh, the, the uh, snow in the mountains is certainly going to slow down our activities up there, mountain biking, hiking, those kinds of things. It's going to be a while before we can access those trails. So maybe uh, rattlers will come out a little bit later at those elevations. Yeah, well, at this latitude. I was just in Moab this weekend, Yeah, and it's perfect time of year because it's warm enough for them to come out now. So you got to keep your eyes open. Yeah. Here's the other thing. We always need to remind people, Faith, that rattlesnakes are helpful, A, and they do things like control rodents, which can spread diseases, but they're protected in the, the state of Utah. They are, and that is something because, yeah, we've got a lot of snake haters, um, and so we, we try to educate them, like, 
they are a really important part of the ecosystem. And like you said, they are protected. And so it is illegal to harass or even kill one. Um, so we try to remind people of that because sometimes people think, oh, if you see a rattlesnake, you need to kill it. But that is actually not true. And it is illegal. And you could get cited yeah. for doing that. So Last, one of the things we yeah, emphasize too, yeah, oh yeah, one of the things we emphasize, rattlesnake bites are really, really rare. I know that's kind of why people are nervous of them. And so we tell people like the main time you're going to get bit is when you're either trying to catch one or you're trying to kill it. So if you leave it alone, give it its distance, then it's typically going to leave you alone. Rattlesnakes don't chase people. That's kind of a misconception. So our biologists really wanted to emphasize that as well. Just give them their space, at least 10 feet, go around them if they're on a trail, you know, and, and yeah, and they'll leave you alone. They'll never get me because I can run. <laughs> he, he, he can't run any other time, but when there's a rattlesnake, you ought to see him oh, squeal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had one come after you. I threw the rod down, and I ran, and my son's like, well, why'd you throw the rod down? Because it slowed me down. I'm running. Yeah. So the last time I encountered one was uh, walking the Wall Street Trail down at uh, Bryce, and we came around a corner, and everybody was fascinated with it. There was this little rattler that was under a, a brush right. in the shade. Right. And the reason they rattle is not because they're saying, hey, dude, I'm hungry. I'm about to bite you. It's because they're, they're warning, warning you. Yeah. Get out of my way. Stay away from me. And deaf guys like me, that's trouble. Yeah. Uh, but the other time you need to be careful is if you've got pets because uh, dogs, you know, they're curious. And when they see a snake or they hear a snake, they're going to react to it probably the wrong way. They do. And and that's one thing we also recommend because that's probably the, the most common thing we'll see is people are hiking with their dogs off leash and their dogs are running around exploring and they jump into a bush and get bit by one, right? So we tell people, even if it's not required, it's always a good idea to keep your dog on a leash when you're out hiking or camping. Um, and there actually are rattlesnake aversion trainings that are available. We have a couple listed on our website, wildlife.utah.gov, if people want to check those out. That can sometimes be helpful as well to try and teach your dog kind of how to avoid rattlesnakes so that they don't inadvertently get bitten by one. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of the big thing, right, if you or your dog does get bitten, just immediately receiving medical attention you know typically they're not deadly um as, as long as you get that kind of appropriate medical care that you need after you're bitten yeah and by the way this one point we need to throw in here uh this isn't like the old john wayne western where you yes. make an x over each tooth yeah. mark and suck then it suck out. the venom yeah. out uh that is not recommended no that is not recommended yes yeah. so that is kind of another there's a lot of misconceptions around yeah. snakes unfortunately but yeah that can sometimes introduce bacteria to the bite and it increases the risk of infection so yeah and don't put heat or cold or tourniquets just basically immediately go to the nearest medical facility and you can get the treatments you need right uh wild aware utah website what's that url i forget yes it's wildawareutah.org that has some really good additional safety tips for keeping them out of your yard things like that kind of deterrence how to stay safe so that, yeah, that's a really good resource for any kind of, you know, how to prevent conflicts with different wildlife species, but it does include rattlesnake info. See, now, Faith, unlike a snake bite, that was fairly painless just to come on with us, Lilith. <laughs> it was, yes. I'm like, I'm like visioning you guys dancing at this song in my mind. So next just time me. I'll have to come yeah. in person. I'm looking at it. Don't, don't uh, feel bad about missing it because it's something you would never be able to forget in a bad way. <laughs> Faith Jolly from the Division of Wildlife Resources. Thank you so much. Yes, I gotta have faith. faith. 
It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. about a little cheeseburgers in paradise and you're saying wait a minute isn't this the ksl outdoor show well we're talking burgers today last week we were talking about um the most picturesque places in utah we had so much fun going back and forth with what we thought was picturesque and we learned that uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, as we've heard for a long time. And Russ likes certain kinds of landscape, and I prefer it otherwise. And we just had a fun time talking about it. So this week, it's burgers. Here we go. Let's bring in the guys. Uh, that would be Bob Grove and Mark Wade from Road Tripping with Bob and Mark.com. How's that for an intro? I am doing really- good. And find a spot where I could play my trumpet. <laughs> yeah, well, we'd prefer you put that trumpet away. Actually, <laughs> that's what my wife tells me <laughs> from last week's show. Uh, there are so many places, and you guys have hit on a couple of them here on the list. And there's great Navi's in studio because this guy likes a good burger. Do I resemble that remark? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's start and go uh, north end of the state here. And yes, one of my favorite places is actually on here, right at the top. Bob, and that's the Shooting Star Saloon. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, this is the oldest bar in Utah and, and a real popular gathering place for guys on their bikes, whether it be uh, the human-powered or the motor uh, bikes. You know, I know the Harley guys like to go there, but boy, I tell you, this is a fun place to go up in one of the most beautiful towns around in Huntsville up in the upper Ogden Valley. And uh, what I like there is the Star Burger. I don't know which one you like the most tim but the star burger is the one that stands out for me well i always you know when nobby's good at this when we go into a restaurant we haven't been in before when we're on one of our uh rides or ski trips or whatever we always say what's your favorite we, right. we ask the waitress you know what what right. would you recommend i always do that and uh, star burger is always the first thing is that out the one that's got a hot dog on it too does it, it have a hot dog on it i don't know that's the one i get <laughs> <laughs> i think it's the shooting star burger well yeah 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 it's it's uh it's got i think it's got everything in the kitchen plus the kitchen sink that's why i I usually order whatever has the most right contents right when you know when you get anywhere near that your brain just remembers and all of a sudden you gotta go there (laughs) yeah i like a lot of goop like more goop the better and by the way since we're staying in northern utah i'm from roy and to me, the burger bar, I grew up with the burger bar. In fact, you still talk about that. Yeah, between two a days, you know, we'd run over to the burger bar and fill up and then take a nap and back to practice. You never been to the burger bar? I burger have- bar. Oh, yeah, my gosh, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, that patty isn't that thick, but they put a lot of goop on it. Mm. I grew up on the burger bar. All right, I'm trying to pull up the menu of the Shooting Star, but go ahead with your list while I'm working on this over here. Well, another, I, I liked it. When I was lived up north there, we'd go on, when I was on a cycling club, we would ride up through uh, Heber Valley every Saturday and we'd stop at the Dairy King. And I just order a cheeseburger there, but it was just a fun place to stop right there in the middle of town. And 
in Heber City uh, as we were going through Heber Valley and then on down t- through Provo Canyon. But and the kids so love Gary the trains. A popular spot. Yeah. Yeah. As uh, the trains. Uh, Mark, throw one out from your list here, a little farther down south and west. Well, we were talking earlier about the word patty, and, and there's a hamburger patties in Parowan that we, Bob and I love. We, went, we stopped there not too long ago. It had a mushroom and Swiss burger that just was melting with sauce and all the good <laughs> flavor. It was just incredible. It's just, you know, you can never go wrong with a mushroom and Swiss. You're making me hungry. I'm on my cycling <laughs> that's, diet. That's the problem. We're all talking about this at lunchtime here oh, man. on a Thursday. All right, so I pulled up the uh, website to Burger Bar, the Big Ben Burger. Does yeah. that ring a bell with right. you? Right. And the Big Ben, what year was it invented? Like 58, I think. I don't know. I don't have a history. 1958. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, here's one of my go-tos also that was on your list. Uh, this one, Bob, is uh, Ray's Tavern yeah. in Green River. Yes. I love Ray's. You just came from there. I love that place. The garlic burger there is to die for. Yes. Yeah, that's a must stop. Anybody, Anytime you're traveling to Moab or to Green River, but... You, you pass through Green River generally on the way to Moab. You got to stop at Race Tavern. That's For where sure. all the river rats hang out. Absolutely, great place. It is big a great old place. juicy burgers, meaty steak fries. You know, place. when you say garlic burger, I like the Cotton Bottom too, right at the mouth of the canyon yeah. here at Snowbird. You know what a lot of these places have in common, and Mark, you could speak to this. They, they don't use those pre-cut patties. They're no. still hand packing those things. Yeah, which makes all the difference. And not hard. Way. You want to loosely pack. Them. Yeah. Uh, give us right. another, give not us a, another one, Mark. Well, I was just going to say, not only are they uh, hand prepared, but a lot of times they're locally grown beef as well, and yeah. so you're getting some of the best of the best. One of the other places we love this is a five generation place in Fillmore, Clough's Car Hop. It's been going since 1950. Oh wow! And it's just fantastic place right in the middle of town in, in Fillmore. And it's called what? Clough's Car Hop. Clough's Car Hop. All right. Uh, Milt's Shop and Eat. You were just in, in uh, Moab. Bob, right. that sounds like a hot spot. Yeah, this been, this is another one of those burger places that have been around for years and years. It's right. It's not on the main drag through town. It's just off the, the road on Main Street, I believe it is. But it's not on the main drag through town. But another popular place for burgers and shakes. It's always a go-to place when I'm in Moab. I often stop there with my tour groups and we'll go in. That's one thing about my tour groups. I always want to go to a local burger joint. So this was my this is my go to place in Moab. Yeah, and is it usually the case that if you're going to get a great burger, one of those handmade burgers, you're always going to find a good thick shake too? That always seems right. to work for me. Oh yeah, absolutely. Where I grew up in uh, Bountiful, it was the uh, Spudnut Shop, Carmax. Ah, yeah, we had Spudnuts up in Idaho, actually. Uh, believe it or not. All right, Slackers Burger joint in Torrey. Tell me about that one, Mark. We're running out of time. All right. They, that's a place right there in Torrey, right by, right by Capitol Reef National Park. And they stack those burgers tall, and they've got great onion rings and sweet potato fries there and the dipping sauces. You know, you got to have Utah fry sauce with all of this stuff. So yeah, that'll make your mouth water as well. Oh, and you know what? I don't care who's making it. i got to have bacon on my burger. I don't know why. But I just love bacon burgers. But if you're around town, and this has nothing to do with recreating, if you're around town still, Crown Burger makes one of the best burgers you can find with pastrami piled on yep, top of the hamburger. Oh, and the cheese just melted the through. The way they make that lettuce, too. <gasps> oh, 
Okay. Hey, you're killing me. I'm hungry. All right. Uh, it's Road Trippin' with Bob and Mark.com. Guys, thank you. Thank you. you. Guys have a good weekend. You too. Bob Grove, Mark Wade. We'll take a break. Come back when we do. We're uh, back on the bike. We're going to be talking with Tyner Cloward from Fazari after a news update. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.